Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. Ross. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. This week, I am again taking us back to the year 2004. Way, way back! So that we can again watch another comedy involving a handful of young men. Yeah! <laughs> because there's nothing that I loved more in that time frame. <laughs> Than watching goofball young men on camera. We watched Without a Paddle. Yay! The classic, the epitome of Dak Shepard's career. Is it? No, mm-hmm. I I love, uh, what is it? Is it Bless, Bless This Mess? Bless This Mess, yeah. I fucking love Bless This Mess. Same. Um, but yeah, Without a Paddle is like the thing that I always... Not Idiocracy? No, I saw Idiocracy years later. Mm. I didn't see it when it first came out, so I didn't really know him from that. And like Parenthood, Parenthood's a weird one for me because it has so many people, so many people I loved, and yet I couldn't, like I just couldn't stomach it. There was way too much melodrama. But it was always funny to me, my mom would watch it, and I remember like she would mention that she was watching Parenthood or something, and I would just be like, but it it has Dak Shepard, like do you know who that guy is? Like, do you fucking know who do that guy know? is? Do you even know? I don't think you know, man. <laughs> She's like, Craig T. Nelson, man. Craig T. Nelson. Oh, yeah, because Coach was big in our house. <laughs> so we were all there for Craig T. Nelson. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I would say Without a Paddle's probably. <laughs> Other than now, bless this mess. The so, epitome of Dexter. So was this the first time you saw any of these three? Because it's. Oh, God, no. No, I. Because okay, you knew Matthew Lillard from Scream. Matthew Lillard has been and always will be the apps, like my favorite thing from Scream. 100% Absolutely, yes. I, um, I 100% agree with you. I, I want to fuck Stu. Yeah, no, I was in... I mean, okay, so... Don't give a shit about Billy. Fuck you, Billy. Fuck Billy you, Billy was, Loomis. Billy was fucking hot. It was he was. Really What's fucking that hot. meme you send? The thing where he's like, got the corn syrup on his hands, and it's like something about your period. I don't know. It's <laughs> nasty. Yeah. 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 It's one of my favorites, but anyway. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. <laughs> so wait, so you would... In, but I would say, uh, in a fuck, Mary kill situation... I I, I I would fuck Billy, but I would for sure marry Matthew Lillard. And you kill Jamie Kennedy? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, there's no question. That was that was an easy one. Like, I'd kill anybody else in that movie. Courtney Cox, killer. Aww. All the you don't him. like Dewey? Dewey's no. my favorite. He's a loser. I love Dewey. It was sad. I would marry Dewey, and I would, I would fuck Stu, and I would kill Billy. No. Uh, Billy? I, I mean, th- you can, you know what? I'd probably kill him after I fucked him. I don't give a shit about Skeet Ulrich. I mean... I did in Scream. I'm not going to say. He's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. He's like, great. Like not, not in other stuff, but in Scream he was fucking hot. He's kind of fun in uh, The Craft. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's true. Yeah. Anyway. So Matthew Lillard. <laughs> so, so Matthew, Matthew Lillard, Lillard. I, I adored. And Seth Green I've loved for as long as I can remember. I mean, he's I He's been around him. forever. I didn't realize he, he was such oh, yeah. a child No, actor. I remember yeah. him from My Stepmother is an Alien. 
Okay, so I think... I mean, and that was, what was that, like, 86 or something, maybe? Was he in the Babysitter's Club? I feel like if maybe. I remember He's him, been in a lot of things that I don't even necessarily remember stuff. until but I you see, happen to just, see a... He's just a face. It's like Fred Savage. Like, you just know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he's more dis, uh, easily distinguishable... Than Fred Savage? ...face and character, I would say. But but the point is, is always like, I was a huge Buffy fan. Okay, all right. Um, Oz was like the fucking best. Loved him. See, I didn't ever watch. Lo- you didn't realize? Oh, no. I but I love. I Buffy. think the first. And then, oh my god, Idle Hands. He's the best thing in Idle Hands. He's that amazing is, in Idle Hands. To this day, it is one of my absolute. Like I cannot stop laughing. Just the one little scene where he has the electric knife and he's slowly moving towards <laughs> Devin Sawa. He's like very slowly moving towards him, and then it just all of a sudden the plug pulls out of the wall <laughs> and they both just kind of stop and stare because the knife had gone down. It's so dumb, but it's so it's fucking great. funny. He's he's a great actor and I feel like I probably saw him in, I'm trying to get the years right, but I probably, yeah, I saw him in a Scott Evil in Doc, in uh, Dr. Evil, in uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Austin Powers, yeah. International Man of Mystery. so many years And later. he really stuck out to me then because that's one of my but absolute favorites. that was like favorite. the first time you saw him? I, no, that wasn't the first time I saw him, but that's the first time that I was like, oh, hey, this guy is kind of awesome, and then I can't hardly wait. Yes. <laughs> He's so good and can't hardly wait. He, yes. Um, but I He's so good in everything. He is, but I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. It's like I, so I know he does Ro- Robot Chicken. I don't watch Robot Chicken. I'm not, um, I'm not a family guy And I fan can't either. think of anything that he's done recently that I've been like, yes, yes, yes. Um... I mean, it was, I I knew him mostly growing up, and it was mostly Buffy It. I knew him from It. It was like my favorite miniseries. Oh my god, yes! Okay, so I would have seen him in that. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was in stuff, I just didn't... And he guest starred on, you know, a ton of TV shows that I grew up on, which I I, I didn't, like, to be clear, I don't remember him being in an episode of The Facts of Life, or in an episode of Life Goes On. I'm just looking at the IMDb Mm -hmm. now, but that clearly tells me that he was a part of my life <laughs> because those shows were Evening Shade. These shows, The Wonder Years, were a part of my life. Yeah, he just showed so up. So if and all he this showed stuff. up, he was always around. Um, but no, I I've loved him since I was a young teenager. Um, and that was, I I I know I saw Without a Paddle in the theater. I know I was excited about seeing it. I know it was for either or both Seth Green and Matthew Lillard I think I saw the two of them in it and because I love both of them was mm-hmm. immediately like yes I'm gonna see this movie it's gonna be funny it's gonna be great um Dak Shepard I like I had seen some of punk I don't even remember if punk was I guess it was before this right? it was before it would have been in like the late 90s yeah I didn't really watch MTV much um I just didn't really care so <laughs> I saw some punked. I vaguely remember him from it. But no, this was definitely my first experience with him. Um, but yeah, I, I you, you know, I have a real affinity for screwball, uh, kind of nasty comedies. I have this a what real, this is. I have and a real affinity for nasty con- comedies. I wouldn't even consider this one that nasty. It's not that nasty. It's not like a Very Bad Things or no. even a Harold and Kumar. No, no, no. I feel um, like they definitely go... They, they don't really go that far. No, no, no. Like, yeah. this is, to me, feels very PG-13. Yeah. But yeah. but I think it was shown to me as being, or, or advertised as being, that same genre of, yeah. you know, some 
young guys get together and they make dirty jokes and get into trouble, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Um, and I was a, a fan of that. So so I saw it in the theater um, just the once, if I recall. I do have the DVD, which I only really realized the other day. I, it occurred to me when you said you wanted to, like, you went through my list and mm-hmm. you were like, oh, can we, can we do this one? And I was like, yeah, sure. And... I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, wait, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I have this DVD. And I did find it. It was from Hollywood Video. Oh, my God. Because what they used to do was they would, after so long, they would pull the used copies yeah, off the and shelf. Sell them. And they'd sell them. But they'd always have these great deals where it was like mm-hmm. four or five movies for 20 bucks. I have some of those. Yeah. yeah. And it Does was, it even come in its case or did it come like? Yeah, it was in its okay. case still. Because I have them that I just, when the Blockbuster closed, we would go, or the Hollywood Videos all closed, you would go in and they would just be in envelopes. Yeah, like they wouldn't even be in cases. I and this was first of all, Blockbuster can suck my dick. Um, suck it, Blockbuster. I man, I would just fuck them in the ear until fuck them in the ear hole. Died, but it, well, I mean they are dead, so good for that. Um, but Hollywood, I loved, and this was not even when like as they were closing, they would just have these sales all mm-hmm. the time. So you know, you go around and you go to the movie library, as we called it. And search for a movie that you want to watch. <laughs> and then as you're waiting in line, you also go through all the used movies. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. Oh, yeah, I kind of liked this one. And that's how you end up being a 30-some-odd-year-old woman with, with about 150 DVDs that kinda, you don't even remember having. I kind of miss that. So now, instead of going to Blockbuster or Hollywood and looking at the, the videos that are on sale or the DVDs that are on sale or... Um, that you can buy or, or like looking at stuff to rent. Now I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah, doing like, the same thing. And like, iTunes is like, get these for four ninety nine, and then you're scrolling through, going like, oh yeah, I'll take that, or I'll take that, or I'll take that. Do I watch them? No, very rarely. Well, I don't know why you're buying. I would never like. I'm not well, buying stuff. Sometimes from those. it's I stuff that I know through. I'm going to want to watch eventually. I'll scroll through the free stuff. Like I'll be on, you know, my the HBO Go and see like what movies do we have here, and yeah. just kind of shove things in my list. Same with Netflix. Like my Netflix queue is fucking incredibly huge and i'm never gonna watch all of those but it's fun shopping yes to go yes. through and just be like it's oh this- Liz, maybe you you look interesting just yeah. from the picture alone i'm not gonna be bothered to read about you but but that it does kind of replicate that same experience of going to the blockbuster or the hollywood a video. little bit it's, it's not it's not as fun i don't yeah, think exactly. yeah exactly it's nice that i can just do it on a whim at two o'clock in the morning when i can't sleep which is fucking every day but <laughs> and i also feel like Sometimes it's more fun for me to watch. I just like watching trailers. Sometimes it's more fun to just watch trailers. Well, I think that's what I I miss about going to the video library is <laughs> you would you would walk through and something that first of all something you had never heard of would catch your eye because mm-hmm. we didn't have the same kind of ability to advertise over social media that's and true. maybe you weren't watching yep. commercials all the time or whatever. So I feel like there was always something that. I wasn't aware that this person was actually going to be in, and then all of a sudden I see their face on the cover, and I'm like, oh my god, I love whomever. First of all, I miss that. And then the other thing is, of course, you know, you you see this this thing that just catches your eye from the picture. And then what do you do? Like, you grab onto the box and you flip it over mm-hmm. and you read, you about, read about, about it. And you don't, I mean, yeah, I can click on the Netflix description and read the two sentences on there. But, like, I don't get, I don't know, it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same. I remember we, it wasn't a blockbuster. We would go to, like, the grocery store in town and they would have, like, a video se- section you could rent. And I liked looking. It was the same. It was the VHS. You'd look at the box. Yeah. And um, the taglines really mattered back then. But I remember a couple in particular. One, I can't remember the name of the movie. But the tagline was, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll puke, you'll die. It was a horror horror movie that um, my parents would. It was kind of in the the same vein of like critters and that kind of stuff. My parents never would have let me 
watch it. And then another one, it was Randy Quaid and some woman, and the name of the movie was Parents. And on the cover, it was like Parents was like dripping blood. Yeah, the letters that sounds familiar. Um, but it's a I think Parents who are cannibals and their kid is figuring out that they eat human meat. Anyway, I, I just always wanted. To I see think that I movie. may have seen that movie. Yeah. That sounds really familiar. But that's that is where I think I got my love for that kind of quirky horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but just and I've never seen either of those movies, but those stick out to me. Like I just remember, like again and again, we would go back every time, and yeah. I would always look at those boxes. Plus, there was something really exciting about, like now I don't get me wrong, I love having thing everything just readily available to me. Like yeah. it's really nice. It's nice. It's convenient. It is nice and convenient. But there was something really fun and exciting about being like, okay. School's out. We gotta hurry, and we gotta get to the the video store. Or stuff might not or be there. Or stuff might not be there. And then as you're walking through, you probably have like three or four ideas in your mind of like what we could rent, you know, what we could watch. And you, it's all about finding the one that's still there. And like mm-hmm. you you know how it's alphabetized, or you know what section it'll be in, and you race over there, and there's only one left, and it's the super most exciting thing in the it world. It makes it more like, special. Yeah, exactly. And I do I do miss that. Even though it was a pain in the ass, and you'd be really disappointed if what you wanted mm-hmm. to see wasn't there, sure. But you know what, though? You learn a lot from the disappointments in life. <laughs> it's true. Now everything's at your fingertips, yeah. and you don't have to feel that anymore. These kids today, man. <laughs> Fuckers. So you went to see Without a Paddle so, in the theater, and yeah. you immediately liked it? It met your expectations? I, I mean, I don't know what expectations I had, other than it would make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Was it Harold and Kumar? No. Interesting. I, I mean, we I, I think about I agree. It. I think I agree. I do think that's a funnier film. Yeah, yes. like we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's uh, <sighs> that's just one of my all-time favorite. Just laugh out loud about ridiculousness. Right, exactly. Um, but no, I, I definitely enjoyed Without a Paddle. I feel like it. It, first of all, two thousand four. I would have been what like twenty two. So I think I probably just, I was either still in college or just graduated. I think I graduated in the summer of 2003. Um, so I was just a little bit younger than them. Like that was kind of the point of the movie. Is they're like not 30, a, I think. They're 30, yeah. yeah. Like they just lost a friend and they're hitting 30. And I think at one point they even say something like, we're 30, we're not going to be able to do this kind of shit again. Like let's just, and I, I think coming right out of college and being faced with the real world, I was in that same kind of place of like, maybe I should go on some kind of magical trip, you know? Like, maybe I won't be able to do things anymore. I don't know. So I was in that s- a similar kind of headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and I, I just, again, Seth Green and Matthew Lillard, I fucking love. And I do think, I did love Dax Shepard after this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is what I know him as and know him from. Um, this is kind of his... Because it's the... This the, is where he... Like, think about... I'm trying to think of other stuff I've seen him in. But, like, Baby Mama. He plays the same kind of... He's, like, this Hoosier, trashy, like, guy who's kind of dumb and, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, Which is, again, why I feel like when I saw him in Parenthood, I was kind of like, what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, he's not playing his... I mean, he's still playing kind of a... He's still he playing... a similar yeah, character, sort right. of. But, it, but it's a network television drama. Mm-hmm. It was a super fucking melodramatic show i just you know what it really is more than anything peter kraus i just can't look at him anymore <sighs> i love really 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 sad yeah i loved six feet under so much and when parenthood started like first of all i i love the movie parenthood you've seen the movie right? oh i am obs- obsessed about that million movie. times yes, yes i love yes. it it's great absolutely it's incredible everybody's was, wonderful in it. oh god it's it's one of the best movies of the 80s yes, hands yes, down yes. 
And there was a television show that came out after that, too, that I think I think it was... Was it, like, more of a sitcom? Yeah, it was okay. more of a sitcom. Um, and I watched that. It was only on for, like, a season or so. So was, Did it have some, some some of the same actors as the movie? Or no? Um, I... Uh, maybe a couple, but okay. not the big names. Gotcha. No. Well, yeah, Steve Martin's not good. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think just I was attracted to the name of it even, mm-hmm. the parenthood. I was like, well, this could be interesting. And I'm a real sucker for, like, family dramas, mm-hmm. uh, books, movies, television shows. I'm a real sucker for it. And then it, I saw it had Mae Whitman, whom I've loved since she was a small, small child. Mm-hmm. Um, one Fine Day is one of my all-time favorite romantic comedies. Really? Yes, because it's so sweet. It's just plain sweet. It's like... I can't... It's it is funny so... to me because we just talked about we're coming into comedies the other day and you're like, I can't watch that Drek. I know. I find that movie boring. No, it's... You know why, though? I think George Clooney is boring as fuck. Oh, no, I love George Clooney. I can't stand him. I love him. He's just so boring. I, no, Sorry, There George. is nothing about that man that is boring. Just bores the shit. Except, you... except in From Dust Till Dawn. Then I can handle it. But everywhere else, he's just no. boring as shit. Just not are, interested. I apologize. I'm in, yeah, I apologize that you are, you? are brain damaged <laughs> and cannot enjoy the same things in life as yeah, normal people. Sure. That's fascinating to me that you like that I know. dumb it's, fucking movie. It's it's just because it's it's just a sweet generic journey. It's kind of like, you know, when you it, it's like uh, watching your favorite TV show over and over again. It's just some there's something comforting about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um yeah. So it must have just hit you at the right time. It, yeah, I, I couldn't so. even sit I was, through it. I, was I couldn't a, even watch the whole thing. Oh, no, I was maybe 12 years old or something. I mean, okay, I was a small, like, a kid. Um, but anyway, Mae Whitman was there. I was like, oh, good, she's she's working. Oh, <laughs> Mae Whitman, Whitman is, like, is mommy sleeping? Yes, mommy's sleeping from Independence Day for me. Um, well, yeah, yeah, Independence Day. Again, When a Man Loves a Woman is really good. Which I think... I don't think I've seen that one all the way through. Yet yeah, either. it's a rough movie. But you I don't you don't like I, like really no sad really stuff intense and stuff. And I I but I do like Andy Garcia. Oh, yeah, and he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, May Whitman was also amazing in Arrested Development. You do remember Arrested Development? When oh, she was maybe in it? no, not maybe. No, uh, she was uh, Egg. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. She just kind of like Anne. It was Anne. Anne. It was Anne. Yeah, <laughs> but she just like stands in the background and is the ugly, <laughs> boring girlfriend who doesn't ever do anything. Yeah. But she did it well. She was right. Great. I mean, she was in. She was in more like she. Person being a wallflower, yeah, the yeah. dust. She's, she's you know, she's been. She's and, worked. And I that. like her in good. I know you don't like good girls, but I like good girls, and I think she's good in it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Which I bums me out that I don't like the show because you, not only is she there, but so is Matthew Lillard, mm-hmm. and I love both of them. And, and I, I loved Mad Men, so Christina Hendricks, and I love. Oh God, loved with a passion. Parks and Rec. So <laughs> it has these people who are amazing yeah. that I just, I just don't. I, yeah. But I don't like the show. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, Parenthood had her, Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Fucking love Craig T. Nelson. I mean, Coach, Poltergeist, fucking Poltergeist. The fucking. original, the original Poltergeist, that's where it's at. I don't feel like you need to say original, it just is what it is. Like, there was a remake, and the you remake could talk, talk, you talk about the remake. And the remake has Rosemary DeWitt and Sam Rockwell, and I it know. shouldn't have sucked. No, it should it have been have amazing sucked. with that. So, it was so it's frustrating. A shame. It's a shameful shame. It's terrible. Anyway, Parenthood had great people. I was really excited about it. And, and then it, it turned out to be this horrible melodrama. And everything about the autistic kid made me want to strangle those parents. Yeah. They were just, it was like, it was like 20 minutes of every episode was, how do we deal with our autistic son? I don't know. It, and then Peter Krause's face turned to wax and it freaked me out and I just couldn't. I don't like, who plays his wife in that? Yeah. I don't uh, like her very much. I've liked her in she other stuff. She was also Nicolas Cage's love interest in Con Air. I just never really liked her. 
Also, don't never really cared for Erica. Monica, Monica Potter. Monica Potter. Yeah. Never cared for Erica Christensen either. But oh, I loved her in Traffic. I thought she was great okay. in Traffic. Traffic is a different kind of. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a separate. Wasn't thing. it? Was it Swim Fan? Swim Fan wasn't bad either. No, it's bad. No, it wasn't, no, I it's mean, real bad. You nah. Yeah. For what it was, <laughs> yeah, it's it wasn't bad. bad. Um, that guy is cute, but the movie is shit. And I've tried to watch that movie multiple times, thinking like, Leah, this you should well, like. Well, that's this. your yeah. I would think you would. <laughs> Don't like it at all. It's stupid. Um, I, you know, the movies where the girl is, like, crazy and obsessive, the only one I think I've really liked is the one with Lisa Silverstone and Carrie Elwes. Oh, that's not ringing a bell. You don't know this? Oh, my God. You need to see it. It's, um... But I thought Erica Christensen did a good job of being legitimately, um, crazy. Like, I was scared of her. You've seen this. I may have. It's you not, have. that's not it's, ringing a bell. Um, fuck. What is it? I don't know. Shit, shit, shit. It's so good. And so bad at the same time. She plays this 16-year-old girl who, um... Was I, this pre-Clueless? Yes. This, it's not the babysitter. So pre-excess baggage is one Excess of my favorites of her. shit. Did you say it's shit? It's a shit. I love it. It's so bad. No, it's... I didn't say it's good. I said I love it. <laughs> you haven't seen The Crush. Uh, oh, The Crush sounds familiar. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Does this look familiar to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we got to Elisa Silverstone and The Crush. Uh, because of Erica Christensen and the Swim Fan. Erica Christensen and Swim Fan. Right. I think The Crush is way better than Swim Fan, so okay. I'm like, Swim That's Fan's dumb. I literally saw Swim Fan one time and went, yeah. oh, that was interesting. So I thought that I would like Parenthood because of the movie, not necessarily because of the people in the show, and, the, and everybody liked it. Everybody loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I just couldn't do it and I think it might be for some of the same stuff you're talking about like where they're just like whining and like oh he yeah and the whole Peter Krause thing I never I don't know him that well and I've seen him in a few things his faith his face now is I don't know what he did to it and maybe it's just that he's aged but I feel like he did something he did something to himself I yeah I I feel like he must have he, it, he I can't. Meg Ryan himself I yeah, don't know exactly, what he did exactly. but it's it's depressing and it makes me really mad because he's an amazing actor he yes. was in I know you didn't really watch Six Feet Under but it's a great fucking show I tried and to he watch was it, so get into it yet. so good in it I do think with this stuff you just it's got to hit you in the right moment a lot of times and yeah I think that's why you know I, I everybody tells me I would love The Sopranos I 100% believe I'd love The Sopranos The Wire I haven't watched it yet but I exactly think I'll love I just it. haven't yeah, actually same thing yeah I just haven't actually started I, it fucking Succession I've tried to watch it like three times and I know I'll like it because I do like mm-hmm. what I am seeing yeah but it's one of those where you really have to like it. there's it's like Mad Men like there's payoffs but oh, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. wait um, Deadwood is another one for me. I got yes. I got like three episodes in, and I enjoyed it. And this was like a year ago, not when it first came. If I had watched mm-hmm. it when it first came on, I think I would have loved, loved, loved it. And now I think there's just been enough time that's passed that I kind of... Do you feel like a shitty human being that you can't watch good TV and get into it? Um, I feel like throughout my days, I have watched enough really good, high-quality television that I should be allowed... To rewatch all seasons of New Girl, <laughs> or <laughs> just take breaks of Great British Baking Show, or yeah, like, you know whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like I need to make all of my time about Succession I, and whatever. I just else. feel like I have all. The, so like I've been watching Perry Mason. We've talked about it. Yeah. I think Perry Mason is incredible. I think I Might Destroy You is incredible. I don't know why, but I feel like HBO is hitting me in the right spot right now. Like I'm getting what I need from HBO. Yeah. No, I I watched the. Uh, fuck every every little the Wally Lamb the one yeah, that was based yeah, on the yeah. Wally Lamb book and it yeah. was amazing. Um, that was the one that came on right before Perry Mason. I still have is it is it Bad Education? 
Bad Education you, was pretty good. You, what's his face? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Wolverine. <laughs> he, yes, with yeah. Hugh Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hugh Wolverine and uh, Allison Westwing. <laughs> yeah. Those I people. fucking love Allison Westwing so much. She's fucking amazing. She's incredible. I, like, when I think about people in Hollywood that I don't think about a lot, but then I hear that name, I get, I'm like. To be clear, do you hear the name Allison Westwing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Allison Westwing. She, I feel like, is one of those people that I want to hang out with and I also want to be. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I, to w- be I want to be her because I want. To I, have that amount of talent and not, it's not even just talent. She gets her. to do fun shit. She, she gets to be Tanya Hardy's mom in the Tanya Hardy movie. Yeah, she can do a shitty, and I'm sorry, mom, but it's a fucking shitty CBS show. It's a fucking shitty, oh, shitty show. Oh, with Anna Ferris, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's fucking terrible. It's a, which is, you know, traditional for CBS sitcom. Yes, of course. That's um, what we're looking but, for. But the point is, is she can do it and have a great time and make money and get a lot of fans and have fun with it. And she's still doing a good job in mm-hmm. it. Like, she's... She's still fucking Alice and Janney. Mm-hmm. She can do that, and then she can go and, yeah, do a movie with Hugh Jackman and be fucking amazing. And do, yeah, I, you know, I love that Tanya Harding movie. I, Tanya? Yes. Yes. With a passion. What's and her face, though? The the one who plays Tanya. Margot yeah, Robbie. Margot Robbie is fucking, fucking shit. amazing. Everyone in it is. Yes. I, that Paul Walter Hauser? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, so incredible. He's so he's got my Sebastian Stan. He's got your boy, yeah. and he's actually good in it because he's not amazing in everything. <laughs> but he's really good in this. I uh, yeah, I. But love if you that if you so watch video of Tanya Harding's actual mom, and then you look yeah, at yeah. what Allison Westwing did, holy fuck! I cannot tell you too how much I love the fact that she did scenes with a conure on her shoulder. <laughs> because you know those birds. Because yeah, growing up we had a green cheek conure just like, and that's exactly like that they just sit there and bite your ears and dicks. tear off earrings <laughs> yeah. and, and what is it you say about bird people i don't say that bird people are inherently crazy you have said to me bird people are special and you yourself are a bird person i am not a bird person i just yes, have you are birds. you have birds if you have birds you that are that does a bird not make person. you no speaking as someone who so i i worked speaking with as birds, a bird person no i worked with birds for years and so i i hand raised them i trained them and i found homes for them so I became well acquainted with bird people and there were two people there were two different kinds of people you would see you would see people who just wanted a bird because birds are cool and then you would see bird people okay so explain and they me are the very difference. different it's the same kind of thing as cat people like I have two cats I am not a cat person but I am a cat person you're a cat person what is what the fuck are you even saying <laughs> first of all you said you understand cats I which do is batshit crazy to say I then. I just get You can't no, you don't get cats. You just don't <laughs> get them. I, here's how I here's how I know. Because even strange cats and me, we like vibe. Like I went to visit my cousin in San Diego. So that's fucking weird. And he he lives in this house in this him and his roommate and they're just like typical like California people and we're in this uh, apartment and there's this really old cat named Peter. Uh, Peter the cat, yes, of course. <laughs> and and me and Peter, we're vibing. Like, yeah. me and Peter had a thing, and my cousin's just like, look at this. Look at this. He's telling his roommate, he's like, look at this. And she's like, I know. Peter doesn't usually. And I'm just like, hey. Okay. Hey. So you're the bird person of cats, yeah. I guess. So but so, what so like, a, a typical bird person, um, from my personal experience, um, very few teeth. So are they, is there, a, is there a Venn diagram of like bird people and, and meth people? There's, oh, like there's a, a huge correlation. Oh, that makes me sad for the birds. I think that's also, we're in Missouri. So I don't know that that's 
what the bird fuck? people in general. You, I you think just we maybe shat all over Missouri people. Like, yeah, a little bit. Here's the thing about birds too that so they I worked teeth. And I worked at a store, but there are very few stores that actually sell birds. So is and it there like are a very Missouri few, thing where they're illegal? No, no, no. It's not. It's not necessarily that. It's um, for the most part, most. And I'm talking larger parrots, macaws and Amazons mm-hmm. and greys. Uh, for the most part, you either find them from a very specific breeder online or you go to shows. It, so birds, reptiles, those animals as pets, the more they're exotic, really exotic okay. pets. Most of the time you're not finding them in stores. You're either searching for them or, or you're going to an actual exotic pet show. Uh. And shows tend to attract um, certain kinds of people. I just, and I do think they're the same kinds of people who go to gun shows, <laughs> just as an example. You need to go to Rutledge, people then, because who, I think it would be interesting. You know, pay in cash and... Yeah, no. But uh, most of them were great bird owners. Like, they loved their birds, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are really obsessive about the birds, and that's that was always great. I'm so, not saying that any of these people were bad people. It was just an interesting kind or type of person. But you had birds, and you, for you, it's just, I like the animals, and I... Because you like animals anyway. Yeah, so... The three birds that right now, they, they live with my parents because I live in a condo that shares walls. Right. So having macaws is kind of not. But the three birds that we have, we didn't want any of them. You just ended up with It them. was, exactly. It's no. crazy because they and live like, forever. Kayla, the, um, my military macaw, she, I, I did help raise her at this store. And she went home with a blue and gold macaw. So she had her, they weren't obviously real sisters, but, you know, they mm-hmm. went home at the same time with this sisters. this family. And then this family, this family moved, like, to Colorado or something and called us from Colorado, like, six months later and said that Kayla, the military, was just, she's horrible. She's so mean. And she just bites everybody. And, you know, we love the blue and gold. We love her so much. But this other one we just can't handle, so we want Aww. to bring her back. So now she's almost a year, I guess she was, she was under a year old. It might not have been a full six months. But, I mean, she's not a baby baby anymore and she comes back to the store with all these little bitty babies and of course everybody loves the little babies because they just kind of sit there and coo at you and they're still hand feeding and they're so cute when they're hand feeding and they run up to you because they want you to eat them and 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 Kayla wasn't like that like she wasn't quite as cute to other people yeah um and she was nippy as hell but in a really fun cute way Mm -hmm. like and she she just First of all, that's a military thing. And I think some people... They don't understand. Yeah, yeah. They... (laughs) I don't want to talk, like, a ton about birds because I guess most people don't care. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, I think most people, when they think about a parrot, they just think of a parrot. And what they probably picture is, like, the traditional blue and gold macaw that you see, like, on a pirate's shoulder. Yeah. No, that's what I... I immediately go to pirate. Yeah. But most people don't know about the differences Mm -hmm. between all the different types. And even just within the macaws, like, scarlet macaws fucking bite you all the time but in a nippy way like in a really quick bite okay is it just is it just like it's just kind of their or just like how they're um, how they can like how they sometimes it's playful okay i wouldn't say with scarlets i don't feel like it's affectionate i think i think sometimes they're a little bit more standoffish so just aggressive a little bit of an aggressive behavior but a not little a little bit of aggressive. aggressive and then also kind of playful at times but okay. they're just they're just kind of no nippers like small dogs uh, small yeah. dogs are more likely to be nippy than yes. big dogs yes they are and then the big, the like uh, green wing macaws, fucking babies. They like hardly ever bite. Blue and golds are kind of right in the middle there. Blue and golds are kind of the standard, you know, like a, a like a lab, 
like a mm-hmm. a black lab. They're just like good good birds, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's nothing you know amazingly different. Militaries are you can almost see it in their face when they bite you. You can almost see them laugh. Like, they just think it's legitimately funny. It's Aww. a game with them. And if you don't know that and you just you think it's get hurt, yeah, you mad. think it's aggression. So I think I, I picked up on, on that with her. And also one of the things that we did to try to make her um, a little bit more friendly with people is we started hand-feeding her with the, the babies around again. Mm-hmm. And anytime I did that, she just, she really gravitated towards me. She 100% picked me. And I had never had an animal do that. But it was painfully obvious Mm. like everybody could see I would walk in the door and she would run across the room to me she would I would hold her and she would immediately I didn't make her roll over she would roll over into my arms like a little baby baby. and would actually like literally coo she's a fucking parrot and she would sit there and go and like purr and go like (laughs) so you can't give her up I and and Anybody else would come in and she would just bite them. And sometimes it was playful and sometimes it was fear. Like mm-hmm. you could tell sometimes it was fear with her. So we just couldn't find her a home. And uh, th- my boss at the time, he said, you know, she's pushing a year. It's going to be impossible to find her a home. I'm either going to sell her to somebody who's probably going to use her as a breeder because they're not going to be able to hold her and play with her and love her. Or I'll make you a really good deal. And for like a few hundred bucks, you can take her home. How much- and I didn't want a bird yeah but you can't say no yeah. how much is would she have been full price um around a thousand That's i think crazy yeah i think militaries we were militaries are all green except for like a little red on their heads so that's the really sad thing about birds too is people buy them because they're pretty yeah and the, so i just don't like i just don't she like was all green so she was like 900 or a thousand dollars but just, you know like a scarlet macaw they have the beautiful reds yeah. and the beautiful yellows and blues and so they're like 1500 i just don't like it because and i don't know how domesticated those birds are but like these well, this cat this cat here is domesticated with an inch of his life. Like, he That's the thing that people don't get about birds is we've only been domesticating these creatures for a hundred years or so. They are not they're domesticated. Not, they're not barnyard chickens. No, and they're they're not they're truly not domesticated at all. The, what we do to make them good with people is we pull them from their parents mm. and hand raise them and get them like used this. to people. That I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily if that's what you want. If you want an animal to bond with you you feed them as a young baby. That's fine. The problem is people who think that that's all it's going to take throughout life. Because no, they're they're going to grow into mature beings and they're not dogs or cats who've been domesticated for thousands of years. They are, in essence, wild animals. Um, And they need the same kind of stimulation that wild birds need. Mm -hmm. That's really hard to give them in captivity. And fucking sometimes they're going to bite you. Like, it's rare for your pet dog to bite you. You know, it might happen when you're playing, especially when they're a puppy, but, like, it's rare for them to actually bite you. It is not rare for you to stick your arm into the macaws cage to just get them to step up, and they just nail you, and you don't know why. And maybe it's because you're wearing a hat, and they're scared of the hat. Or maybe it's because they're going through a molt, and they're just uncomfortable, so they're going to bite you, but... That's what I just... And I don't, we don't need to talk about this anymore, but I have a lot of beef with just... And in Missouri, we see it a lot, the people just having animals they, they don't need to have, like... Like lions, and that's why I couldn't watch that stupid. And I won't watch Lion it. King, not no, Lion King, Tiger the King li- bullshit. Yeah. 
Um, I just don't like. Yeah, there's a big problem with it in Missouri with yeah. exotics. Yeah. And the when I say shows, like talking about bird shows and reptile shows, those are legitimate shows, mm-hmm. not like some of the exotic animals. We have in Missouri, or at least we did yes. have one of the biggest ones in the nation. Those are not legal. Yeah. Uh, selling those animals is not legal. There, there is a place up close to where I grew up called Rutledge, and it's it's a huge. I'd call it a flea market. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. been. My sister's been. It's exotic animals. It's guns. It's everything. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. just go and you just get whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I know someone who, she actually, she was a bird person. She <laughs> came into the store a lot and she had adopted many, many different birds. We sold, uh, you know, cages, toys, treats, mm-hmm. food and everything. So most of our customers were just buying stuff, not actually getting the birds. And she was, she, I think she actually ran a rescue. Um, but she for years ran a chimpanzee rescue too, mm. where she bought, it was kind of cool though to hear that it was this really old prison, small prison somewhere in mm. Southern Missouri that she bought and she got it because the cells were like built into the ground and they were large enough and sturdy enough that she could put the chimps down there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds awful to think that they yes. were in cells. And frankly, it is awful. But at least they were getting some kind of life because they were just abandoned by people who thought that they were really cute and fun to play with and dress up when they were babies and didn't fucking care to think that it's a wild animal yeah. that is going to be incredibly strong when it grows up and terribly hormonal and is not going to be your sweet little plaything for mm-hmm. life. It's really sad. My sister, I was with with her a couple weekends ago and she lives on the illinois side like north of here up by hannibal and the mississippi river runs like they're on the (laughs) mississippi and there's a swampy area there's these parks and they've flooded a lot of land and turned it into swamp and um marshy area and she would go running out there and she told me she has seen pythons Mm -hmm. dead in the road out there and i'm like i don't believe it because people will just drop them but that's what she said that they're they're living in that marsh can a python live when it's cold, though, in a marsh? When they're cold-blooded creatures. Um, so, yes and no. I mean, not... that. That's why there's such a huge problem in Florida, because, of course, yeah, they can survive they there. Can, yeah. But uh, in the bird world, that's Quaker parrots. Quaker parrots are illegal to sell in, in Indiana, I know, and in a few other states, because it's they come from Australia, so they can survive in almost any temperature. You know, hmm. super hot, super cold. Uh, because the nights, of course, would be very cold yeah, in, in Australia. The so people who would buy, they're these the smaller green parrots, and people mm-hmm. would buy them and decide they didn't want them and just open up the door and let them fly out. Jesus. And and they survived. And you can now see, it, it's not unusual in certain areas in the Midwest to see Quaker parrots just hanging out together because they survived well. So now it's illegal to actually sell them because too many people were doing that stupid mm-hmm. shit, which is good. I fucking hate people, man. They're the worst. So we were talking about without a paddle. But this does kind of remind me of Bart the Bear. Bart the Bear, who's a very famous actor and has been in a lot of things. He's a Kodiak bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for me being an animal lover. Like, I love seeing animals in things, you know, because Uh I love them. But... I yeah we were listening like both of us I think have been listening to to Dak Shepard's um, podcast Armchair Expert which yeah. is why because I listened to the Matthew Lillard and Seth Green episodes back to back and I said I'm ready to watch without a paddle because they were telling so many stories about the movie and I still haven't listened to the Matthew Lillard one though I will um, but I know in the Seth Green episode they were talking about you know they were doing a night shoot and so with the bear they were like 
feeding him coffee, coffee and, and donuts. donuts and shit. And it made me really mad. And honestly, it probably didn't hurt him any more than it hurts the rest of us to eat coffee and donuts all day. He's a which bear. frankly hurts us to eat coffee and donuts all no, day. No, you be eat all the coffee and donuts you want. I no, there's a hole in my stomach right now. Don't tell me to eat coffee and donuts. But the point is, is I I love seeing him, and it's so and I and. I think Seth Green even said it was like one of the highlights of his life working. And it would be for me too. It would be the most amazing. It would be the most amazing thing ever. But there's also this part of me that's like, he should be living free. He should be happy. He should be wild. He's fine. I, the best part of that story was. I don't know if he's Stephen's still alive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. The best part of that story was that he was in the trailer and he was all grumbly and they're bang. And so like, I guess the handler went into the trailer with him and there's like this, they're banging around in the trailer, and the guy's like, come on, Bart, oh, Bart, Bart, and the bear's like, Bruh. and then the trailer calms down, and he's like, okay, we're ready. Like, he needed somebody to go in there and settle him. He was just so big. Well, that was, Wikipedia is telling me that Bart the Bear died in 2000, so that must have been Bart too. Probably. Which is really sad that he doesn't even get his own name. <laughs> Bart too was born in the year 2000. It's like the Georgia or Bulldogs mascot. I think they just keep naming the dogs the same name. Yeah. I don't know if they do when they're actually at home. I think that's their, you know, professional working name. Mm. And Which I, maybe Bart is too. I don't fucking know. I didn't realize till I just looked that they filmed this in New Zealand. It's beautiful. No, I didn't until I was listening to their podcast. I had mm-hmm. no idea because, of course, it's it's based in Oregon. Here's the thing, right? I've never been to Oregon. It's I've beautiful. Been, I've been to New Zealand. But when I saw this movie, I hadn't been yet. But it is beautiful. It's the funniest thing, though, when I was there. So when I went to New Zealand, we I spent like about a week in, in Christchurch on the South Island. And then we went to the North Island and drove all the way up. Um, so I think one of the places they filmed was like the Rotorua area. And we went through there, which was amazing. But on our way up north, I remember us stopping at a river. I don't for the life of me remember what river it was. But we stopped there and I, it, there was this huge sign like over the road, like the highway, this huge sign that said trout fishing capital of the world. And I was like, what the fuck? Where are we? <laughs> I had no idea that there was so much trout and good, like really good trout fishing, apparently in Seems New Zealand. weird. Yeah. It seemed super. I was, I was, I honestly was like, is this a joke? <laughs> is this a real thing? But it apparently is. Uh, that, that area is great for trout. Um, now, this was a trip that I took with Vicky and we never actually plan anything so we didn't do the high adventure stuff that we would have had we actually planned something out like, like would we, you have gone kayaking in those rivers fuck yeah I would have loved to class 45 rapids class 45 <laughs> yeah and I did know better than that so the first time I went white water rafting was 2000 so I definitely I remember when I was watching this um when the guy is like oh yeah well class four or class five he's like nah, just put, put those two together and i was like you fucking tool you don't know what the hell you're talking about first, this when, is not gonna bode well for you when he was telling him at first like i'm a i'm a guide i was like is he and then he said the thing about and then they smashed the glass bottle on the boat and the guy's like thanks for breaking glass for my children play and i was I like that. that was really good it was that and I think one of my one of my all time favorite lines too is when Matthew Lillard goes, I I used to be a Boy Scout. Weren't you a Boy Scout? And he goes, No, I, I ate a brownie once. I yes, fucking love it. I wrote that one down. I also like where are we at the corner of Bumfuck and you got a purdy mouth? Yeah, bump yeah, Bumfuck and you got a purdy mouth. Yes, yeah, that was great. That was great. No, there were lots of really good lines, and yeah. Dak Shepard got most of the really good lines. 
I don't know. I think, well, yeah, I guess he probably did get most of them. I appreciated, too. Like, that was Matthew Lillard. He got some good ones, too. But <laughs> I appreciated the casting. We get these two giants and then poor little Seth Green. Especially from behind. <laughs> that was the best. When you watch them from behind. And he's like, it looks like there are two dads out with their child. <laughs> so cute. And listening to those podcast episodes, you that they're talking about how they fell in love with each other yeah. while they were filming this movie and so that's kind of sweet too to to know that now watching it like i, I mean i've never seen it before but i think i i remember thinking that and i guess you know you always kind of think that when you watch movies you, you always i mean i don't know these guys personally mm-hmm. just, i don't know any professional actors personally so you all you ever know about them is kind of the characters they play and sometimes i do think you get that idea of like well, these two must be dating in real life because look at the chemistry. And I remember <laughs> thinking with this movie, like, th- these guys have to be friends. Yeah. Like, they got to be friends in real life because they just seem like they are. When they were in the car driving and they were singing Hold On Loosely, which was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think I liked that better than um, Harold and Kumar singing Hold On I by think Wilson so. Phillips. Yeah. I appreciate Hold On, Hold On Loosely more. But then they're singing, um, was it Dr. Dre? I don't know, but they're wrapping it, and then Seth Green's wrapping it. That felt like they were just improving that, and yeah. then he just kept going. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was really great. <laughs> what was? What did he say? Like, well, he's a doctor. <laughs> Doctors study each other. I um, I thought like the first time I really laughed out loud because this really, t- it's not the best movie in the world. No, it's so just okay. There's I, lots of really dumb shit that doesn't make sense, and things that happen. Like, yeah. it's silly. I'll be 100% honest. Watching it last night, I did not laugh like I did oh, when I used sad. to. But I don't think, like, I, st- I didn't hate it. I think I just, I haven't seen it in probably 10 years. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm a little bit of a different person. <laughs> and I I think. Your taste is a little more refined. Have, yeah. And, of course, the things that I loved about this movie, I remember. So yeah. it's not like I was caught off guard by things that I didn't recall. And some of the stuff is like bad stupid like Mm. the fact that the women in the tree have hairy legs but not hairy pits (laughs) just really is fucking weird yeah they're like dancing around with their arms up in the air they saw their what do they call it the downstairs yeah (laughs) so stupid what's the downstairs downstairs? (laughs) um i laughed really Dax Shepard in the water at night with a flashlight doing, doing figure, the figure eights, eights. <laughs> and then it worked and then then, but then the bear shows up i laughed from the figure eights all the way to, like, Seth Green being carried away like a baby. I think I remember laughing so hard when he was carried away like a baby the first <laughs> time around when I first saw that. And last night, I was just like, that's dumb. So that's a sign of, I don't know that it's a sign of maturity, but it's a sign of apparently Well, I think I've it's changed. dumb in, like, the way that I thought. So Dak Shepard The way gets, that cheetah racing was dumb. The, the cheetah racing. The Dak Shepard gets hit by a bullet and then there's no disinfectant, but he's going to sew him up right then and there. Like... Leah, he's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Of course. Dr. Mott. He's got it. He's got it figured out. Um, I also laughed really hard. This is so dumb. When they were all in their skivvies getting rained on, and then you hear that, my mind's telling me no. Yeah. But my body, my body's telling me yes. It was so Do you know great. what else is so funny about that scene? I do not remember... I do not remember at all the the part where Matthew Lillard is like talking about the girls talking the about the girls and I'm watching it last night going like oh shit he's such an asshole he's such a <laughs> well, fucking he's like asshole kind of giggling and to himself I don't remember any of that so I don't know if I just like 
didn't conceptually mm-hmm. get it or I forgot or what when I first saw it. If I just didn't like realize what he was doing, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but that that was great. That was great because I I didn't remember that. Really, at all. That was really really good. And it good. was it played out really well that it took a while. Like he was really <laughs> talking these girls up for a good chunk of time before whoa. <laughs> but Jabba back in the hut. Um I do think there were something. So like you see I thought it was funny cuz you see them all like as kids, right? And then they see their friend Billy drive off, and immediately I'm like, Billy's gonna die. I didn't realize Billy was gonna die ten years later. I thought maybe it would be like, did you like, know? Did you know what the movie was about? No, not at all. Oh, I knew okay. nothing. I I didn't know about. I feel like maybe I heard about this movie when it came out or something, but it never interested me to see it, yeah. and I never bothered to watch it when it's been on streaming services and stuff. Um, I just didn't yeah. didn't care. Um, so I had no idea what it was about. So when they're watching Billy drive off, I'm like, because they're like, he's going to do great things. And I'm thinking, he's probably going to die, like, the next week. But it's ten years later, and he's dead. And then you see them, like, in their like in their lives. And you see Matthew Lillard in, like, the office, and he's bored. But then you see him surfing, and you know Lillard's a surfer. He was probably in New Zealand, like, I'm going to catch some sweet waves. And they're like, let's just film it. Like, let's just film it and, like, put it in the movie. Um, yeah. he He's... I love he's basically playing himself. In this I movie. love when he comes home and he's just like, "You made dinner, awesome!" <laughs> like not I even thinking. Dip. Yeah, not even. Th- and then even when she says it's like their anniversary, he's still like, "Oh, okay." Like you're such a fucking idiot. I can't believe she took him back. No, like, his story arc do- didn't make any sense to me. All he had to do was say, "I'm sorry, but I grew up over the last week," and she's like, "Oh, well, let's get married." I didn't understand his story arc at all because you see him in the office. He hates it. You see. It- surfing and he loves it they're outside camping he's talking about how happy he is and i'm thinking this is going to lead to him finding another path in life where he's happier becoming like a fucking doing, park ranger you know or something. doing yeah. doing something in hawaii you know surfing lessons something and instead he goes back and just accepts his shitty life well back. i assume not i assume that after they got engaged she left him like six months later because really he didn't change at all and then no. he just ends up being miserable at his job no. and that seth green's gonna live in a tree no i also Earth don't think child. he lived there i think he was just visiting oh he was just popping in for like a booty call or something like that um and then like dax shepherd's character i guess do you see do you realize that all of that money was marked there's no way he could have spent any of that db cooper's money yeah i and i had no idea about the db cooper thing until so there was there was the fort fort cooper yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you mean you hadn't heard of DB? No, no, no. no. I didn't realize that was going to be part of the movie. Oh, so okay. when it kind of unfolded, I was like, "Oh, hello. <laughs> this is interesting." Um, no, I know the story of DB Co- okay. Cooper, and I thought for sure the Burt Reynolds character was DB Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like this is again the things that don't make sense. Like Burt Reynolds been all over this place, but they happen to just fall into the cave where DB Cooper is landed in his parachute and died. I bet if they looked closer, they would have found that DB Cooper had actually been strangled to death <laughs> by his friend, friend who dumped him there. And then, um, the, the hillbillies, the, the hillbillies <laughs> are just like this plot device to keep them moving. I guess. I don't know. Which it, is kind of, yeah, yeah. It was really cheesy. And the, the hillbillies who are both just plain hillbillies and also like really successful pot farmers. <laughs> well, that's because the sheriff guy is running the show. I guess. I liked the fist fights at the end. That I really enjoyed when they, the, like, when they're set, in the hole, dumps them into the hole and they're fighting each other. I really enjoyed that kind yeah. of stuff. Any kind of hand to hand, like that kind of like a bar fight, that kind of stuff. Like, the kind of real fight. <laughs> you haven't seen Bronco Billy, but there's some really good bar fight action in that movie. We should watch that. Um, it's on the list, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, because there's some really good, and I feel like Clint Eastwood is like that quintessential guy, like, let's just pound, ground and pound, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's do it. Um, 
makes me happy. Fucking, so I miss ground and pound. <laughs> we can get the mats. We can get the pads. We can ground and pound. That's true. That was the best. So I haven't been. I haven't been to that gym in a while. But I did convince Lenny and uh, um, Bo both that like the best finishers would be for us to just drop the bags and just ground and pound for a full yes. five minutes. And they that did would be it a really few times. Hard. And it it sucks in an amazing way it's fun because you just get that aggression out i also really liked the one where um you would have a belt around you and you you get get, pulled back yeah Yeah. somebody would be pulling you back and somebody else would hold the pad and you would have to that was always a lot of fun what did we call that uh i don't know it was one of the drills oh it was one of my favorite the only thing i hated about it is uh sometimes i'd like twist my knees oh yeah that's hard when somebody's pulling you but the person pulling has to work really hard yeah yeah, yeah, i know it was great slight side note (laughs) about how much we'd really like to fight right now so do you have like if you were if you had to choose between like i'm a tom i'm a jerry or i'm a dan are you which one of the three would you consider yourself um probably jerry like i'm not really happy with my life but i don't really know what i want but i kind of know what i want Mm -hmm. and i kind of know what might make me happy but i also don't really know and I feel like he was. I feel like he was kind of the most mm-hmm. normal of them, and the other two veer off into very cartoonish. Not, I mean, to an extent, yes. but I mean, definitely, yeah, dramatic sides, yeah. When you see Seth Green pulling into that parking lot, listening oh, to his yeah. cheesy music, I know that guy. I know that guy. I love that he was gonna like mace the guy with his uh, asthma inhaler. inhaler. <laughs> I think I am him though, like because we're on. They're on this camping trip. First of all. You a hundred percent would. I would. I would have. Uh, I would have definitely championed the trip. I'd be like, no, no, it's cool, guys. Let's do this. Like, and let's I'd have been like, do we're it. not doing. And it. yeah, you would Are have you been like, crazy. No. We have responsibilities. You'd be like, we have to plan. Like maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year when when we can get everything, we can get our flights together yep. and everything. And I'd be like, or let's we could just, just call go. in for the next few days and do it. And then, and then he brings fucking gross protein gelatin to eat. And of course, his other friends didn't really plan, so he's the only one who brought actual food. Which, they in only fairness, beer. I would have brought, but that's because I'm really afraid of low blood sugar. So I just would have brought a ton of no, protein bars. And then they lose their food, and I'm like, they're going to starve. Like, I was so stressed out about no food and water. Dude, when they were walking along in their underwear, and he was like, oh, I'm just so hungry. And all <laughs> I could think was, I would not be able to survive. No. As soon as, as soon as I got hungry, I would just fall onto the ground in a fetal position and be like, <laughs> I'm done. You guys, yeah, I'm good. Just find me something to eat or leave me to die. But, <laughs> but this is it for me. One way or another, I'm not moving any further. Yeah. And then the second the bear ate the cell phone, I knew they were going to have to dig it out of a pile of bear shit. Like, yeah. I knew. But it was still fun. It was still fun to have him just, like, run around and be like, does a bear shit in the woods? I still really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the deliverance feeling. Like, they get to the town and the the sheriffs and every the yokels are looking at them and then real part of my own. yeah it was it was that was interesting and then burt reynolds was in deliverance right yeah, so yeah. It's, that's a whole thing um i was curious so you've seen deliverance no oh interesting yeah i didn't see it until i was an adult i didn't see it no. like when it i mean i don't really care to uh it's a good movie uh, for what it is did you see the river wild Similar feel parts of it, but I mean, I know totally Kevin, different movie. Kevin Bacon's the bad guy in it. Yeah, I love uh, it when Kevin Bacon's the bad guy. They're both pretty decent movies. Um, there. So I know that they did some of their own stunts in the river because they one of 
it might have been the Matthew Lillard, Lillard episode, or was they the talked same? about it in the Seth Green? Because I just listened to the Seth Green, like where episode, he like, d- disappeared ago. under the water, yeah. got sucked down, yeah. and it was just like gone. And they were like, "This is it, he's yeah. gone." But then they said that the stuntmen did the serious stuff, and one of them got really hurt, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Well, also they weren't wearing helmets. They're on Class yes. Five Rapids, not wearing helmets. It's class Forty Five. Yeah, class 45. I just... But they do they do tell you that when you go rafting, that, look, it's not, a, you know, do your best to stay in, obviously, but it's not uncommon to get thrown. And if you do get thrown... Wouldn't do it. Just go, literally go with the flow. Just go, I just can't. I just can't. I mean... So you... It's so, so much fun, So though. would you do that in a canoe, I guess, is my question. Uh, no. Would you rather do it you in a kayak? You should not be doing that in a canoe. Okay, so you would prefer to do it in a kayak. Yeah, either or a, like raft, a raft or a kayak, okay. yeah. Because if you're in a kayak, I, I would do a one person. So I'm in control of what's happening. Like, it's just me. And, of course, you're able to navigate a lot better. You can't navigate for shit in a canoe. And it's, you know, fiberglass that's going to break a hell of a lot easier. So I don't know. I just, I, I can't. I just don't have, I just don't have it. You won't, you won't go I rafting with me? No. I mean, no. No. We'd, no. Be, we'd be, like, just starting out when there aren't even real rapids. And you'd be like, guys, pull over. I need my Dramamine. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, I feel sick to my stomach just thinking about it. It's it's fun. It's fun. So, yeah. So, I guess I went in with high expectations in terms of how, what I had heard on the Armchair Expert podcast episodes, and I... But they didn't talk too much about... Well, first of all, the one thing that I thought was hilarious is when uh, Dax and Seth Green, when they were talking about how they thought the movie was going to be, and that they thought that they were making this like this very real no very yeah they said that and they were like this is like they knew it would be funny but it was like uh oh, fuck fuck what movie were they talking about the big chill they were like it was going to be like the big chill right, of because, our generation okay. <laughs> and i'm listening to this and it's amazing no, that they filmed the scene where dax goes to the guy's funeral on his motorcycle and is yelling at the people I, While the funeral's going on? Graveside? No. The, no. Like, and, and at one point they were talking about that and they were like, yeah, and then we saw, we actually saw the movie and realized it was something different. And I think Dax Shepard said something like, we didn't realize at the time, but you know, once you watch the movie, it's it's obviously a movie for like 12 year olds. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm walking around the neighborhood taking my constitutional as we do in these COVID days, mm-hmm. listening to this. And I like had to stop walking when they said the big chill. I like stopped in the middle of the street and just went, what the fuck? <laughs> because it's amazing to me at not having known, I never saw any of the press they did for any mm-hmm. of this or anything, knowing just how the movie was advertised and then what the movie actually yeah. really is. Like, there's there's no doubt in my mind that, yes, obviously it's a film for 12-year-old boys. Yeah. And those of us who enjoy the humor of <laughs> 12-year-old boys at times, um, the only similarity is to the big chill is that like you're having kind of a moment right where of coming of, of age come back together and yeah, yeah like a coming of age moment based around losing someone you love <laughs> did you really think that like seth green when the bear carried you away in the fetal <laughs> position did you really think and started feeding me you a lot of the big chill and started feeding you raw <laughs> rabbit <laughs> really think like we're making something great here (laughs) it's i think too they said that seth said that like they came out of a screening or something and he made a joke about a bit bombing and yeah yeah yeah. he got lectured about like don't don't do that um which makes sense it's work yeah it is right right you gotta put don't put the vibe out that it sucks right and i don't think it did badly and it seems like they made it on a pretty low budget yeah basically i don't really remember i know that 
I don't, I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talk about this mm-hmm. movie. You know, I don't think it's super popular. And I think even when I saw it, I, I don't remember it being sold out. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it was in the like $5 bin at Hollywood Video. So, of course. So I don't know that it did amazingly well or that a ton of people know about it, but I don't think it was poorly received. Mm-hmm. I really don't remember for sure, though. They did make a second one. I saw that. I've never seen it, I've but never I, s- I saw that it I didn't. Happened. I think I might have actually known that they made that, but it looks really, really, really terrible. Yeah. I mean, I think this has got like... I think it was It was like a straight-to-video release or straight-to-DVD I definitely release. was looking at like... Yeah, it's got... This movie, Without a Paddle, from 2004, has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's something. That's rough. That's <laughs> it was better than cause, that. Because I looked at that, because you can see it, like when I went to run oh, it, I could yeah. see 14% on it, and I, my comment to myself was like, the bar is low. Yeah. <laughs> the bar so, is quite low. Yeah, so, so your expectations were, what, high because they said they had a great time making it? I think it was, if, if those people had such a good time making it, I imagine there's some really good moments with them that you'll have together with them. that it would be funny. Um, and there were. I laughed out loud pretty hard at the bears, salmon and bear stuff, and I laughed pretty hard at the uh, them being naked in the rain. And, I mean... A lot of it was really stupid. Well, like when they were running through the pot fields and they were on fire oh, yeah, and they yeah. got high, like you knew, like you could see that coming. And it's right. really also Dak Shepard. I feel like he like was that when you were thinking it was a big chill moment? <laughs> Maybe they get high in that movie. Um, but Dak Shepard, I feel like his characters are always so quirky in a way. So when they're in the barn with the pot and he just rips open a package of it and taking it out. <laughs> any it's such a weird thing and i feel like a lot of that can is just i him. be honest though i would have done that but i would have just shoved the handfuls in my pockets <laughs> instead when the guys come back in he's like holding a giant i know he's just holding the package like, what are you doing just take a few handfuls <laughs> that's plenty and leave and a lot of this movie really stressed me out too like they're riding down the river. They've taken a wrong turn because the bear is clawed through the map. They hit the rapids. No, there's no fork. The, it just goes The map straight. just goes away. Everything gets lost. Their canoe, canoe is broken. I'm like, this is really stressing me out. Which, oh. there is no need to be stressed because obviously it's a movie and they'll be fine and we know they're going to survive in the end. And they become heroes in the end anyway and they have their happy ending. But, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was something. <laughs> I was so your first impressions are it was not great but also enjoyable to watch and I laughed out loud a few times I um and that's fair yeah I was thinking too like I mean Matthew Lillard I am very attracted to him even now I think he's really cute um Seth Green I think he would be fun to hang out with I'm not I do not find him attractive um I, I like I love him as Scott Evil so much like <laughs> You haven't been around my entire life. You just show up. You think you just tell me what to do? I hate you. <laughs> fucking almost like thirty year old man just screaming. <laughs> just like, so funny. Um, Come here. Come here. His relationship with Doctor Evil, like when they're doing the therapy session, like the group therapy with other dads and their sons, and like Carrie Fisher's the therapist. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's. And Scott's like, I think he's trying to kill me. And she starts laughing and she's like, oh, that's so funny. Don't we all say things we don't mean or think that? And and Henry was like, the boy's quite astute, actually. I have been trying to kill him, but he's quite wily. And then he starts talking about, like, uh, his own father. He's like, my mother was a French prostitute with, like, 
I don't know, one leg or something, and it's like, my father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims, like, he invented the question, the, all of it, everything was Scott and Dr. Evil, I love it, Frau Frau Business, Scott, like, the whole thing, <laughs> um, but I never was like, I think he would be fun to hang out with, Dak Shepard, I did not find him attractive in this movie, I don't know why, but in Bless This Mess, I find him super hot. I think the character in Blessless Mess 2 is. And, and look, I and think it's he not looks just. Good. There is something wonderful about the two of them, about mm-hmm. him and Lake Bell. They they have a great chemistry and they feel very real to me. Yeah. And I think part of that is just them, and part of it's the writing. I do think it has. I think that it's show hard. is really well written. Um, but that having that chemistry with someone, I think, makes you very attractive also. Good point. For, for me, at least, I, no. like I know what you mean. That yeah, he's yes. got, he he looks good. Like there are certain people who just look better as older adults mm-hmm. as well. I think he is one of them. And I speaking to the chemistry there, I want what the, whatever relationship they have in that show. That yeah. is what I I yeah. dream about that because and it seems real. Like they do have fights exactly. and, and it's in the sitcom thing. It's like you fight in the morning at the end of the day you make up. But sure, but I, you can tell still that they're different people and that they kind of mm-hmm. cave to each other when they shouldn't maybe mm-hmm. and that they struggle with different things. And in, yes, oh, right, in a sitcom way. Yeah. But I still it think feels it's, it real. feels more real. Yeah. Yeah. So I really I really like that about them and in that show. And can I, I just say also because we were talking about birds earlier that yeah. one of my favorite parts of that show is when they get all the chickens, the chickens. and then they put them in the house and they're like trying they're to corral babies. them and she's just like he's like get off the stairs or something she's like listen to your father listen to your father <laughs> I babies. love that so much um the snakes in the wall was pretty funny too oh god <laughs> and then he's putting them in his pocket why did oh. you just put one in your pocket <laughs> um but I I am just so obsessed with his fucking podcast. And I listened to it a couple, like, a year or so ago. And I couldn't get into it. But for whatever reason, in this quarantine times, the times of COVID, this is what I needed. I needed to hear people talk about themselves. I needed to hear people talk about their lives. I needed to hear hear people talk about failures and successes and just being real. Because I feel like I've just been so inside my head the last two years. And that helps to hear people talk about real shit. And like, I'm not, I'm not a screw up. Everybody deals with the shit. It's fine. It's normal. Um, and I think he has a really good way of getting the people to talk. I, I think f- for me, what I love about it right now is, uh, like I said, I've been taking walks now. <laughs> constitutionals. Yes, I've been taking my constitutionals. Um, and it's the perfect it's the perfect pacing because mm-hmm. it's just a discussion between people and it's the perfect amount of time because if I take a half hour walk I can pause it if I take a two hour walk I can listen to the mm-hmm. whole thing you know whatever it's like it's not it's not like listening to something that's only going to take 20 minutes and then I have to as you know find I'm something else while you're walking, walking or running yeah. because some, I'll listen to when I'm running to when it's not 90 fucking degrees out um yeah and then having to like stop and scroll through and find something else so it's been for me, it's just been really nice to hear uh, discussions while, as you know, taking a break in the day. And I didn't realize how many people he had on who I'm really interested to hear what they have to say. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's, uh, you know, just having fun listening to these people who mm-hmm. I, I've seen act, but maybe a lot of them I haven't really seen many interviews with mm-hmm. so you just um, don't know them as people yeah yeah like Seth Green I, I mm-hmm. feel like I've known him my whole life but I don't I can't 
tell you about any. I'm sure I've seen him on the Tonight Show or something mm-hmm. at some point, but I can't really tell you about. And the Tonight Show doesn't give you that's and, they're promoting shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mae Whitman, I, like, yeah, I, I feel like I've known her her whole life, but like I don't know that I've ever seen really an interview with her except maybe when she was a little kid promoting mm-hmm. something. Um, Bradley Whitford, and I loved that episode, and I love Bradley Whitford. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know that I've ever really heard him talk. So a lot of mm-hmm. these people are people who. They're great actors, but they're not necessarily so uber famous that they're going to be on a 60 Minutes or something. Um, and I say 60 because Minutes. Because 60 Minutes is the pinnacle of fame. 60 Minutes Leonardo is, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, 60 minutes all, they've all been on 60 the, Minutes. That is the epitome <laughs> of if 60 Minutes wants to do an interview with you. Are then you that means, serious? No, no. This is, I'm not saying it's the epitome of fame. It's the epitome of people actually want to hear what you have to say. Really? You're not going to do a 60 Minutes interview with somebody who is just some blah actor who you don't give a shit about. You're going to do it with a fucking Donald Sutherland. You're going to do it with a, you know, Dame Judi Dench. You're going to do it with somebody who actually (laughs) has some shit to say. (laughs) So people like poor Bradley Whitford, 60 Minutes, I don't think they're calling him. And I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Because he had the best, when he said... When he said that every time a director talks to him, he goes through the three stages, and the first stage is fuck you, and the second stage is I suck, and then finally you come around to the third stage of what did you say? And that to me is like the most brilliant thing that anyone That's has ever paradigm. said. That's your new paradigm. It is. Every time we talk, you're like, I'm squarely in the fuck you part of this conversation yes. right now. And I feel like it makes sense to say, like, I want everyone in my life to know about this as well, because I do feel like it makes things better for mm-hmm. me to say. Like, uh, I'm going to say some things now. Uh, it's just because I'm thinking, fuck you. Uh, yeah. And honestly, they might sting and they might sound <laughs> like I'm being a real cunt. But it's just because I'm in the you, fuck you stage. I think you do, though. You have gotten a lot better about saying, you know, I don't want to sound like an asshole, I, but you need to get it out. And I think where you'll get even better is when you can cycle through it really fast. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes. There are, t- there are times where I definitely do cycle like it's through it super yeah. fast. But I think it's great for you to be able to say, like, I, I know this is how I'm feeling right now, and I'm going to say some things, and they might sound really harsh, but here I go. And yeah. it's because I'm in this stage of fuck you. Right. <laughs> for you, so I, feel I like it's almost like fuck everybody. It's not just fuck you, it's like fuck everybody. Um, well, yeah, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> I just, I'm thinking about like, I'll know I've made it when 60 Minutes is calling. Dude, if 60 Minutes called me, I would be through the fucking roof. I'm pretty sure in the Ira Glass episode I was listening to earlier. Does this make me like an 80 year old man? No, because Dax was talking about how he wanted to be interviewed by Charlie Rose and he also wanted to be interviewed. He also wanted to be on 60 Minutes. Oh, well, see, there you go. No, 60 Minutes is the, that's, that's it. That's it. So the, but the point I was making about this show is that I think there are a lot of podcasts out there who, talk about famous people but aren't actually talking to them yeah and then are talking to them but maybe aren't talking to some of those people who i really love because they're not the most like bradley cooper may whitman um adam scott like bradley cooper's on here i'm sorry bradley whitford okay sorry. i was like I'm thinking of db cooper i ought to listen to that episode <laughs> um no uh matthew lillard like these guys aren't super super uber famous people right. they're not you know yeah the leonardo DiCaprios of the world right. but i i adore them and i want to hear mm-hmm. them and this is a place where I can hear them. I also like it when they talk about the the Hollywood machine and they talk about making movies and directing and acting and like in, yeah. on the Whitford episode he talked about directing and he talked about writing mm-hmm. and he talked about acting and it's interesting to hear um, that from people and kind of understand the business a little bit the business side of things because I watch a lot of movies and I have been listening to more entertainment type pop, like The Ringer has The Watch and they have um, the big 
the big picture and so you get some of that on there um but it's interesting to hear them talk about the work Mm -hmm. um like work and like it's their job like this is how this is how the job goes um i do find that really interesting or how they create stuff like where they how they got to where they are and how they you know how they created things so um also the men's bodies episode oh my god one of the best I'll take credit for pointing and to you, pointing yes, you in that direction because that wasn't that was I listened amazing. to that episode and I was like Lindsay needs to listen to this episode. It's it's a great one. It's the best for sure. I <laughs> have never identified with a group of forty year old men so much in my life. <laughs> that was really it's so fucking weird. I I had some real moments on that run. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It's a great podcast. I aspire to be as good as that podcast. I will not. We will not. But. Ouch. I don't. I mean, there's no. It's, we're doing something real different here, obviously. Yeah. Today, we were talking about without a paddle for about the last five or six hours. And within, <laughs> we have covered bird Birds. people and exotic animals. <laughs> and other podcasts. And other podcasts and uh, yeah. random. Uh, blockbuster. Alicia Silverstone. How much blockbuster. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, no. So I'm glad we watched it. It was fun. I laughed. Um, but it didn't make, I mean, I wasn't thinking real hard. Like, it was just a. No. And, and like I said, I, I still enjoyed it, but I didn't. Man, watching Harold and Kumar a couple weeks ago. Made you real happy. Made me really happy. Like, I remember, as I'm watching it, I'm reminiscing about how great it felt to watch it when I was younger, but I'm also still finding it really mm-hmm. funny. And with this, it was, there were moments of that, but as a whole, I was definitely kind of like, eh, either it hasn't aged as well, or, and this is more likely the case, because I don't know that there was anything that really didn't age well. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so just that, I just don't find it as funny anymore. It's still good. It's still funny. I still enjoyed it, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't as the same as, yeah. as when I was 22. Right. Sure. And I think that stands to reason. You wouldn't, and oh, you yeah. said you kind of... You were in a moment in your life where you felt like you were kind of in the same stage that they were. So you were probably thinking about that, too. In fairness, I kind of feel now also that I'm like, well, you're almost 40. You're not going to be able to do, you know, anything anymore. Like, I kind of feel like I'm in that same stage, too. No, no. We should go. I need to go, like, hike the the width of the United States or fucking something. <laughs> the I don't know. Yeah. Just the because width. Because the length but or the where, length seems where, odd. If you're going to hike the width, at what point? Are you going to go like did, Texas that what to Forrest Minnesota? Gump? No, that's the... No. Oh, you're talking I'm about talking, the long way. Yeah. That's the length. Length is the long way. Well, you say... No, just because it's the long way doesn't mean it's the length. To if me, you're looking at the country, it's width. That's oh, the to width. me, the length always has to be the longest dimension. Like, I'm following like the Mason-Dixon line. So if I'm looking, so looking at this couch, to you the width is the length. Yes, if you, but if you look at, they're gonna tell you it's a this wide of a couch, wide by deep. Oh man, yeah, I'm just doing dimensions all wrong. See now, this is why you're no longer an. Editor. I shouldn't be working. I shouldn't be helping people with dimensions. That's right. That's why I'm dealing with the specs. This on the very site. week, I had to explain to someone how people would how, how why people care about certain dimensions and how. If they're measuring with a caliber, we want to do decimals. Who did you? Why did you have to explain that to someone? No, somebody knew. Oh, okay. Right. So if, if they're measuring with a caliber, if it's like a bearing or something like that, it really has to be yeah, 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 specific. Yeah. But if it's just like, well, it's not even just that it has to be specific. It's that's it how you're ma- measuring. Yes, exactly. Now, if it's a although if it's a bearing, it damn yes, well better it be definitely. specific. Now, if it's a license plate frame, we can just round. Yes. So like, I think the decimal was like point four zero, and I was like, okay, we'll just call it like. Three eighths or something. That's what like cracks that. me up when people do something like a, I don't know, a fucking replacement bumper, and they're like, <laughs> it's you know, 
four and thirteen sixteenths deep, <laughs> and I'm like, nobody gives a shit about fucking thirteen sixteenths. No, they don't. Just no, <laughs> no, they don't. Just say seven eighths and move on with your life. Um, or three quarters. I don't uh, whatever. Yeah, but it, it it was funny that I but I had to have this conversation. So, but now I feel like maybe I'm not qualified because I just suggested that length of the United States might be the up and down way. But if you also let me it's also, a, you, like, but you I say also, up and down, but it's not actually up and down. You're looking at it on a map. You're holding straight up. And I know, down. I know. But I also would like to say I could that see, I could see people thinking either way. And the if, truth if is, you I had could said see east hiking. to west. I would have been like, yes, that makes sense. But Leah, we've discussed the east. I to west know thing directions before. are hard for you. Never and eat shredded wheat. And I, in order to do that, have to never eat shredded wheat. <laughs> it's a whole thing. So you would want to do because no. To be clear, I don't want to. I, I I don't want to walk more than a mile. And I do think for but I feel like I need to do. I think Forrest Gump was going east to west. I think so, but. Now, I also think if I, I think gonna, I just need a pilgrimage of some sort. Okay, so my friend Corey did this pilgrimage in Spain yeah. where you hike for days and like you just sleep in hostels and stuff uh-huh. and you just wash your clothes along the way, but you're just walking the entire time. But you it's was this a, an organized pilgrimage or was this just somebody? I think it's something that like people have been doing for centuries. Yeah, there is one in Spain I know of. Yeah. Yes, and it ends at the ocean, and yeah. when you're there, you burn your boots. Oh, okay. And he did this, I don't know, years and years ago and showed me pictures, and I was like, I want to fucking do this. Well, then let's do it. Yeah. But we're not allowed in Europe right now. Yes, you are allowed in Spain right now. Oh, you are? Yes, I believe so. Oh, okay. Or like the Pacific uh, Crest Trail. Sure. That would be fine. Mm -hmm. I would like to do that. The Appalachian Trail, that would be fine. I would like to do that too. I have a feeling I'm going to die on this trip, but I still feel like I'm kind of accomplishing something along the way. But the thing about Spain is, one, it's Spain. Right. Two, it's probably more of a flat situation, and I don't... And three, it ends with seafood. (laughs) It's with seafood. You don't even like seafood. I love fish. I don't like like uh, scallops Scallops or or clams or shrimp or any of those. If you poop inside your veins, I don't want to eat you. The mud vein. Ugh. My favorite band. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Without a paddle. It's good, but maybe wait till it's free to watch it. <laughs> you know, if you want to borrow my DVD, just uh, send me your address and I'll <laughs> She'll mail it to I'll you. mail it to you <laughs> with a self-addressed stamp and envelope. Yes, exactly. So that she says so that it can be returned. Yes, yes. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. The movie virgins. Hey people, this is Leah. Um, I did have a small correction. I think we were mispronouncing Peter Krause's name, and if we're gonna talk shit about how somebody looks. I want to make sure we say his name right. So, pretty sure it's Peter Krause. And I only know that because I've listened to so many episodes of Armchair Expert. I eat, sleep, and breathe Armchair Expert. That's not entirely true. I mean, I do work. Do some, some day job work. So, And th- this, I'm, I'm obviously not listening right now. Or maybe I am. Maybe I'm that good at multitasking. I guess you'll never know. What's uh what's being piped into these earbuds? Anywho's, thank you for listening. Wherever you are listening, please subscribe and on Apple Podcast rate us and write us a review and we will love you forever. Please do so. Uh quickly, quickly now. Off to the Apple Podcasts to rate us and review us. And um next week we have for you Yesterday, which is a twenty nineteen film about a man who wakes up from an accident and is now suddenly in a world where the Beatles don't exist. So 
That was a fun one. I liked it. I guess it remains to be seen how Lindsay feels about it. So, hang on to your butts, people. Until then, uh, enjoy your week, wear a mask, and we'll see you next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. Virgin's Park Virgin